Welcome to another episode, a brand new episode of the All Things Black Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Black Ovation, and I am absolutely ecstatic to be able to have this particular episode. And I'm also happy that I am able to record uh, a brand new episode for the quote unquote brand new year. We are in the year 2022, at least that's what we've been told according to the Gregorian calendar anyway. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just Totally excited that I was able to actually get up this morning. And I'll tell you why. Uh, unfortunately, I have been one of the ones that were that has been affected by the COVID virus. So I'm literally sitting here right now uh, with remnants of it in my system, still trying to fight off the remaining port- portion of the virus that I did um, contract. So I am feeling much better. Uh, I'm able to do this podcast, and um, one of the reasons, uh, another reason that I'm very excited is because I have a special guest on the show. So again, 2020, brand new episode. Oh, and I I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge and say thank you to the listening audience that has, you know, supported my show. That means leaving a comment, a rating. Uh, sharing the episodes, um, all of that, right? So I'm just very, very happy that there is a group of people out there that do enjoy listening to these episodes. So thank you very, very, very much. And uh, again, I'm going to ask you (laughs) to please keep supporting these shows in whichever way that you choose to. I am open for a donation, so definitely uh, dig into your pockets and say, hey, we want to support you and what you do and your efforts, okay? So again, 2022, um, I am totally ecstatic about this uh, brother that I'm going to have on the show. Uh, With that being said, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So the guest that I have on my show today is a very accomplished musician. He, this, this guy is a phenomenal uh, individual, phenomenal human being. So he's been on several people's podcasts, and I have the pleasure of him gracing my show today. He is the host and the owner of the Forefront Radio Podcast, and you can hear that just about on any streaming platform. He has his own YouTube show, which you can, of course, hear on, you know, you can go to YouTube and check that out with about 13,000 subscribers. He actually did a documentary uh, on there that garnered about maybe 1.7 million views. So along with all of that, he's also a father. He's an author. He's a podcaster. And he's done quite a few things. And some of that we'll get uh, uh, him to talk about in this episode. And uh, I want to Bring to you none other than Mr. Afiel Levi of the Forefront Radio. Dear brother Levi, 
please come forward, sir. We definitely want to get into it and have this conversation. So yeah, come on, come just step up and let's uh, let the audience know um, that you are here and we are anxious to have this conversation. Shalom, peace and blessings to the listeners. Thank you for having me. Um, before I start, I want to say thank you for uh, having me on the show. And I'm wishing you, my brother, to be uh, healthy and strong. You know, the government putting out all this uh, restrictions and a lot of people are getting affected with, with uh, corona and other ailments. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. And I commend you for pushing through and enduring and still saying, you know what? I still got to fight to to push and, and, and you know, you, you're going to your listeners and you're saying, hey, I don't care if I got the corona. I'm still going to do the work of the most high. <laughs> so all praise yes, to the most high for that. <laughs> so I'm Afia Levi. I am the host of the Forefront Radio. Um, years ago, I uh, learned uh, that Blacks, Latinos, and Native Indigenous are the lost tribes of Israel. And that's the history of the diaspora that has been kept away from us for thousands of years. Um, I use my platform to interview authors, doctors, painters, different people in the so-called black community. Um, I talk about social issues, black history, and what truly matters. And I hope that I can provide a, a unique perspective from a biblical worldview based on what the Bible teaches as opposed to what uh, white supremacy and the dominant society has has deceived people to understand, okay? Um, you know, you, you were saying that the topic was uh, about, if I'm not mistaken, how, are Caucasian people able to submit to the divine laws of the Most High without the agency of black rulership. And I wanted to that get into correct. that, that briefly. Correct. So let me know where you want me to start or what yeah, questions yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and that's the thing. So it's like, you've already somewhat kicked it off anyway, just in your introduction. I just got a couple of questions for you before we really get off into the subject. All right. You were brought into the knowledge of black and indigenous people and Latino people being the lost tribe of God, right? The lost tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At what point in your life were you introduced to this information? And well, we'll start there. At what point were you introduced in this to, to this information and how, how did that actually happen? All right. So back in 2009, I had a spiritual experience where I, Realized, I came to the realization that there is a such thing as spirits and um, God and all these things. The way that happened was I had a relative of mine that got sick and um, out of nowhere, he couldn't eat by himself, couldn't sleep by himself, couldn't, you know, uh, do anything. And one day I came to the realization that it was something spiritual and not something ailing him mentally. He had doctors that were giving him psychic psychotropic medications and all these different things. And none of them worked. None of them worked at all. It wasn't until I, you know, one day he came to my room and said, bro, every time I look in the mirror, I see shadows. I'm like, what, what? You see shadow? What are you talking about? You know? And I laid him on the bed and I told him, look, you know, I'm going to just put my hand on your stomach and we're going to pray and read the Bible. I dusted off my Bible and started reading, and all of a sudden, dude started shaking like he had a seizure. 
I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and that's when I came to the realization that I was dealing with something spiritual and not something physical. And I was praying to God and I was like, look, God, if you heal my brother, I'm going to give you all the praise. If you heal him, I'm going to give you all the praise. And literally, the very next day, he's walking around like, hey, bro, what's up? You doing? I'm looking at him like, bro, what did you just think was going on here? Dude was perfectly fine. No pressure. Just walking around like nothing happened. So I said, all praises to the most high. So now, after I see with my own two eyes, the living manifestation of spirituality, demons, you know, whatever you want to call it, I had to say, you know what, let me further examine this book called the Bible, right? I was going to church, but I wasn't religious. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. You right, go out right. and your parents are religious, and they drag you there, you just, you know what they told you, right? Right. But it wasn't until I actually sat down and read the Bible, I was like, hold up. I'm reading here this thing, say Revelation 114, that Jesus got woolly hair. Hold up. Uh -huh. I'm hearing that, you're saying that his feet are so dark, it looked like it burned in a furnace. That That's is right. no white boy. I can't get no European out of that. I can't get no Caucasian out of that. It's Revelation 114, right? I'm reading other areas in the Bible where it's referring to the Jews as black. It's saying that they lived in the land of Egypt. Where is Egypt? In Africa. And then you look at archaeology and other um, historical sources. You look at the black Madonna who portrays Jesus' mother and himself as a child is black. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. Somebody on whitewash history. So in 2013, I came across an Israelite group that was teaching the gospel. They were um, uh, basically uh, teaching that the blacks, Hispanics, the Native Americans, are the 12 tribes of Israel. And what they did was they said, don't believe or take our word for it. Go back and look and read the Bible, examine Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses that were written to the 12 tribes of Israel, and you'll find out that only one group of people fits this description. For example, right, real quick, I'm going to read three scriptures to prove that this Bible is talking about us being the lost tribes of Israel. Go right ahead. When you look at Deuteronomy, for example, chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy was one of the books written by Moses. Moses was one of our black ancestors. He wrote this. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel. So the world says that the Israelites are lost tribe, that we don't quote-unquote know who they are today, right? Well, we're going to examine the scriptures and see what the Bible says happened to these people and how they are lost and what mechanism that they went into that they got lost. The way they got lost was the truth about slavery. They were exiled into all nations. And even Jesus Christ, the black Messiah, stated that as well. Watch this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. But it shall come to pass. If thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Now notice this. In modern day churches, right, they tell you that Baptist is the true religion, Catholic is the true religion, Seventh-day Adventist, Islam, Pentecost, all of that, right? But when you literally read the Bible, God told the Israelites, 
I want you to keep my laws, my divine laws, my principles, my rules, my regulations. The top religion on the earth is the Bible. Not your Baptist, not your Pentecost, not your not your uh, Episcopalian, African Episcopalian, Methodist, whatever, all that trash, none of that, right? Not Islam, not Buddha, none of that stuff. All that stuff is steeped in idolatry. He said, if you listen to my rules, you're going to be the top ruling nation on the earth, meaning rulership, right, over the nations. But if we don't listen to God and keep his laws, curses, are going to come upon us as a nation of people. Now watch this, Daryl. People talk about church and church, right? They talk about generational curses. But have you ever heard them specify what the generational curses are? They no. never do that. They just right. say, break the generational curse. Break the gen Well, what the hell are you talking about? So now we're going to go into it. We're going to read what the curses are. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 32. Thy son and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thy hand. So our sons and daughters will be given unto another people. So when the Bible says another people, that's saying another race. So in the Bible, God said, it shall come to pass, meaning in the future, there's going to come a time that whoever the children of Israel are today, they're going to produce children and their descendants will be given unto another race of people. And there'll be no military might, nor economic might for them to get their children out of their hands. So now you ask yourself, who did this happen to? Let's read another verse that specifies the same thing, but gives further details. Watch this. Verse 41, in the same chapter, Deuteronomy 28, verse 41. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou will not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. So now, Daryl, the word captivity literally means slavery, yes. bondage, yes. oppression. Right. Right? So now, the Bible says that the children of Israel, the way that they were lost is that their children now were taken into slavery, their sons and their daughters. Did that happen globally to Chinese people? No, no it did not. No. Nope. Did it globally happen to Arab people? No, it did not. Did it globally happen to people that are of Caucasian descent? that said that they're Jewish, that they wish there was a Jew? No, it did not. Did it go to the Australians, the Caucasian Nicholas of Australia? No. What about the East Indians? No. The only group that this happened to are you so-called Black, Hispanics, Native Americans, the Afro-Palestinians, the Afro-Iranians, the Afro-Iraqis, the Ethiopians, the... the, the uh, South indigenous African people from the Congo, Nigeria, Haitians, Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans, all these people that have been divided and conquered, all these people that suffered from slavery and colonialism. So now I'm reading this Bible, right? They're going, I'm watching videos of people teach this, and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. All my life, they told me that the Bible was just this religious book. They never taught me 
that this book is a history book. That's we call right. it history. The Bible calls it prophecy. Meaning what? It's a prediction that happened years before. And then when it happened, now we call it history. The Bible literally is a black history book. Yes, sir. Here's another sign. Watch this. Here's how I came unto the understanding that we are literally the Lord's tribes of Israel. Watch this. The same chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 46. Because some people may say, oh, you know what? That was long ago. That doesn't apply today. No, nah, that, that couldn't apply. No, nah. slavery has been happening all over the for thousands of years. But listen, these curses these are so specific that you have no doubt historically who this happens to. Watch this. Verse 46. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me start at verse 45. It says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. So as a nation of people, these generation of these generational curses would affect us and pursue us. Meaning no matter where you go on the earth, whether you're in North America, South America, Central America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, Australia, whoever these generational curses relate to, those are the Israelites of the Bible. Verse 46. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. So when you look for Martin Luther King Boulevard, you're driving down the road, right? You're looking for Martin Luther King Boulevard. The only way you know you're on the correct street is that you look for the sign. You look for the sign. Right. You look for the sign. So you're driving on the highway trying to get to your destination. If you don't know that sign that says, all right, exit on Atlantic City Drive, exit on Martin Luther King Boulevard, exit on whatever, that sign will tell you where you are and designate something important. So these generational curses that we're reading are going to be a sign on our people forever, meaning all the days that we're on this earth, you can look and see who are affected by slavery, mass incarceration, captivity, oppression, rape, robbery, murder, all these different things that affect people in a negative way. Watch, here's another sign. This is the biggest one of them all. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 68. When you ask the question, how did American blacks, how did Jamaicans, how did Haitians, how did Cubans, how did all these people get into these lands? The Brazilians, how did they get into these lands, right? The way they got here was through the mechanism of slave ships. Now, Deuteronomy 28 is going to say the same exact thing. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again. Now, the first time we were in Egypt, we served under Pharaoh Ramses, right? Our fathers traveled into that land and there was a famine that happened. After that famine transpired, 400 years later, when we survived the famine, the, the Egyptians put our people into bondage, right? So we have a 
mental recollection that whenever we think about Egypt, we think about Egypt as the place of bondage. And it's going to say that in the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 2. I am the Lord thy God. This is specific only to a group of people. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. What's another word for bondage? Slavery. So Egypt means slavery. So now let's look back at Deuteronomy 28, verse 68, to answer your question. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt, or slavery, or bondage, or captivity, again with ships. With ships. With ships. Now, how did black folks, good old black folks, get to America? <laughs> and, and, was it a yacht? And the, and the, oh no, it was the it was the holes of, of of ships. Definitely ships, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't a yacht, it wasn't a speedboat, it was a cargo slave ships. Many movies, many documentaries, many uh, uh historical books document the fact, not not fiction, the fact that historically Blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans were brought into slavery on slave ships. You had Native Americans that were taken from the Caribbean islands, the Taino, the Arawak, yep. right? Yes, sir. The Seminole, the Sioux, they were taken over to Spain. And the Catholic Church was the one that instituted slavery. The Catholic Church was the one that enslaved the 12 tribes of Israel and pushed that throughout the earth. They partnered with the Muslims. They partnered with the indigenous Africans. They partnered with the Chinese. All these nations had a part in the global slave trade. All of them. Every single last one of them. There's not a nation on this earth that has been established that has not partaken in the global institution of slavery, enslaving so-called Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans on ships. <laughs> so watch this. There's more though. It says, by the way whereof I spake unto thee, meaning the way that he said it was going to happen, it's going to happen. It says, thou shalt see it no more again. Meaning, since we got brought to this land of America, since we got brought to Canada, since we got brought to Brazil, since we got brought to Peru, we never went back to our homeland, which is Jerusalem. You're not going to see it again. And there, meaning when you got off those slave ships, you shall be sold. You shall be sold unto your enemies, not your friends, for bond men and bond women. That's slave men and slave women. And no man shall buy you. Meaning no man is going to redeem you. Our only redemption, our only salvation comes from Jesus the Christ, the black Messiah. You never heard this in church. You never heard this in school. They spend billions and trillions of dollars to keep this information from you. Trust me, there's a media blackout on anybody that tells you that you are not black, you are not Negro, you are not a, a, a Hispanic, you are not Latino, that you're literally chosen by the Most High God. And our ancestors had a covenant with the with the Multi, and we broke that covenant, and because of that, we went into slavery. 
This is the truth about slavery that they never taught you. This is why they want to take away critical race theory yeah. out of the church, yeah. out of out of the schools and universities. Yeah. This is Let why me, they want to say, oh yeah, it's cool to take down the uh, statues because if we get rid of any semblance of slavery, Y'all ain't going to even know that the Bible talk about y'all. Got go it, ahead. Got it. Yeah, let me let me, let me, me go ahead because you've said quite a bit, and I love the fact that you actually use scriptural references to back up these historical accounts. A lot of us mm -hmm. do not see the Bible as a historical book. We don't, we don't see it. And the sad part about it is, is that some of us, even though some of us that may look at it in that context, we still look mm -hmm. at it, we still look at it as though it's, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago, and we never line mm -hmm. it up to our situation here in the Americas. We never line that up. I mean, there's a there's a very specific scripture. I, I can't give you like the, you know, the, the, the verse and, and, and number, but I do remember I was, you know, because I was small. I was, I was, I was little when I would hear the scripture mm -hmm. all the time. And it was, um, it was the one about the deliverance. It was saying that, you know, know of a surety that thy people will be a stranger in a strange land among strange people, you know, talking about a strange learning, right? And mm -hmm. they will serve them, right, for a number of years. And after that, will I, and, and the I is God talking, I will come mm -hmm. after them and they will come out with great substance. Now, I know I'm not quoting it, you know, you know, accurately as, as, as I should, mm -hmm. but, that I know is actually in the book. And this is one of the off repeated scriptures that was told to me, you know, as a young man coming up. So as I began to learn and do research my own, you know, on my own, because I was introduced to a lot, you know, at, at, at the tender age of about 16 years old, I had some OGs mm -hmm. that was around me that was tapping me upside my head and saying, Hey, you know, young blood, you know, make sure you check this information out. And somebody else will come up and say, Hey, make sure you take this information and it was sort of mm -hmm. like a piecemeal type of deal where people were presenting me information. But nevertheless, what I did was I didn't turn away from it like a lot of us do when information is right. presented. Right. I started to absorb the information and I started to, you know, from there, do more research and more research and more research. And every time that I researched that scripture always came right back to my mind. And I said, well, damn. This is talking about us. There's not like you said mm -hmm. earlier, there's no other people. In history, current day, present, whatever the case may be, that fits that particular part of history other than the original black man, the Latino, and the original um, indigenous uh, people. There's nobody else that fits that. But I want to ask this question because you're actually leading right into the subject and you kind of okay. mentioned a question earlier. So we were, we're, we're literally... Wanted to talk about can white people live under divine law without the agency of black rulership? Now, of course, some people would answer that and say, well, yeah, ab absolutely. That's not what I'm talking about. That's, that's not, that's not even, even what I'm nearly even getting to. Divine law is something, mm -hmm. divine law is something that is totally different, right? And, and I'm sure you can address that when you when when when, uh, right. when you when you get into it. So we're talking about divine law, though divine law. So yes, 
white people on this in, on this planet have been given a, a, a series of about maybe 6,000 or more years to be in rulership. And the only reason mm-hmm. that that has occurred is because, again, of the the um, or ordainment or the edict that was put out for us not for us being rebellious. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were being rebellious and we had to be put to sleep. We had to be put in a certain circumstance or situation in order for them to be allowed a degree of rulership, but they're not mm-hmm. ruling under divine law. So that's what we kind of want to get into without the agency of black rulership. And the reason I bring that up is because this, yes, we are coming back to our divine right. Yes, we are coming back to our, you know, lining up with the God that came to deliver us. Yes, we are doing, you know, a, a lot of us are coming back to that. So yes, you're going to start to see the shift in power, which you're already looking at. And you're going to see mm-hmm. black people in rulership. We're going to be placed right back where we where, where we originally were and better. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, do you see those white people that may survive under, you know, through the tribulation that we're going through right now, do you see them being, can, can follow a divine commandment or a divine law with new rulership that is coming out? Um, in the future, from from us being delivered from from them as as captors. So the Bible says that even Jesus had said himself that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Okay. Um, when it comes to the Bible, I'm going to let the Bible answer the question because I don't want to give my own personal uh, feelings. Because a lot of times when we get into these discussions. Um, people feel as though it's some sort of personal yes, right. statement or personal stuff. I'm removing that from the equation. I'm going to read the Bible verse, and I'm going to say, what does the Bible say in regards to these other nations, right? right? Okay, for example, right? In the book of Job, chapter 14, verse 4, it says, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean, not one. So nobody can take something that's impure, that's something that's disgusting, that's an abomination, right? And turn it into something that's pure, something that's holy, something that's righteous, okay? When it comes to the Creator, there are entities on the earth that were designed to be righteous, that was designed to be chosen, that was designed to be the, the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth. These are known as the Israelites. When you look at Exodus chapter 19, for example, in verse 5, it says this. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For the earth is mine. So the Most High originally created us, Blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans, to be the top nation above all people. There's no equality there. Watch this, verse 6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. The children of Israel. The children of Israel. So now the children of Israel are the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. All the nations on the earth have biblical names and biblical identities. 
The so-called Caucasians are the Greco-Roman Empire. They are not the children of Israel. They are actually the children of Edom, which we're going to get into later on. So now, when it comes to Caucasian history, right, think about this. They always tell us, right, that when the Greeks came into power, when the Edomites came into power, right, that it was the dawn of Western civilization, the dawn of excellence and all of this garbage, right? But when you literally read Bible history of what they took out of the Bible, you find out that when they came into power, evil was multiplied on the earth. As a matter of fact, when they, when they was with the Babylonians and the Babylonians first enslaved the, the Israelites, they were helping them to conquer us. They were burning our temples, forcing us to eat swine's flesh, killing us if we called ourselves Jews, and forcing us to become Greek citizens. That's why you read, when you read in the New Testament, when they're saying, oh, neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. People don't know that's talking about Israelites that were forced to convert to be Hellenized Jews, to be Greek-speaking black Jews that spoke the language of Caucasian people. This is the same like America today. Watch this. In the book of First Maccabees, chapter 1, we read about Alexander Greek, right? It says, and it happened after that Alexander, the son of Philip, the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Chittim, and smitten Darius, king of the Persians and Medes, that he reigned in his stead the first over Greece. So Greece was the, when the Caucasians started to rule the earth. That's when the empire started to become established on a global level, right? Now find out what the Bible says, how they got that power. It says, and made many wars, and won many strongholds and sued the kings of the earth. So there wasn't no voting, there wasn't no democracy, there wasn't no multiculturalistic ideologies that they like they push today. They got it with sword and bloodshed. That's they right. didn't vote to, to get people into power. They went throughout the earth and sued the kings of the earth to subjugate all the nations. Verse three. And then it says and went through to the ends of the earth and took spoils of many nations, meaning what? They stole all their natural resources, stole all their riches, yep. stole all their gold, stole all their religion, right? That's why black folks walking around calling themselves a, a, a Greek or a Gentile. Right. <laughs> because they stole your religion and told you, y'all ain't nothing but niggas. Y'all ain't the real Jews. Y'all just niggas. That's what they did. Watch this. Verse 9, right? So after Alexander, right, he gets in power, he dies. He has servants under him that end up ruling. These servants are the four empires that we know of in, in European history. The Cassandra dynasty, the Lysimachus dynasty, the Seleucus dynasty, or Seleucid dynasty, and Ptolemy, right? They took over Greek, uh, the, the Greeks took over the African land. That's so why you got a place in Egypt now called Alexandria, named after him. Watch this. Verse 9, it says this. And after his death, after Alexander the Greek died, it says they all put crowns upon themselves. So, so did their sons after them many years. Now watch what the Bible says when the white man came into power. Watch this. It says, and evils, and evils. And evils were multiplied in the earth. 
So hold up, wait a minute. I'm reading out of the Bible that when the Greeks came to power, it wasn't love, prosperity, peace, and justice for all. It wasn't equality and and and, and love and, and all this kumbaya garbage. Right, no. Right, right. The Bible says that evils was multiplied on the earth. So now here's another Bible verse to answer your question, right? Because when you think about them, they're in a position right now in rulership. They're in a position of power and authority, right? But God says that these are literally the wicked of the earth. Watch this. The book of Psalms, chapter 50, verse 16. But unto the wicked, God says, what hast thou to do to declare my statutes or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? To Esau, who was the forefather of the Edomites, who was the forefather of the Greeks, who was the forefather of the Romans, and telling them, what you got to do with my Bible? Everything that's written in this book, you don't apply. Every, when God says, thou shalt not steal, you steal land, you steal resources, right. you steal people. But the Bible literally says in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill. But they literally murder and create genocide all across the earth. Right. If they don't create genocide, they do. Uh, they create warfare, either biological warfare, chemical warfare, media and propaganda warfare, spiritual warfare. Everything on this earth has a negative application that they have applied on this earth. So God is saying, "What y'all got to do to even declare my Bible? What y'all doing that you trying to take?" Your covenant, my covenant, meaning this Bible, and put it out of your mouth, right? Watch this, because somebody may ask this. Hey, I, I thought the, the the Negro that stole my sneakers back when I was in the fifth grade. I thought he was wicked. What, what do you, What do you mean? You saying that the white man is specifically the wicked? What What are you talking about? Remember, there are those on the earth that were created for a divine purpose. Right. These are known as the Israelites, and God says that there were those that are the children of the flesh that were created at, for destruction. And you can read that in Romans chapter 9. Okay, Paul explains that in Romans chapter 9. But watch this. In the very last book of the Old Testament, before you even get into the New Testament, right, you have a book that is rarely taught called the book of Malachi. Mm -hmm. right, the book right, of Malachi touches on the Edomites. It touches on who the wicked are and what they have exactly done. Now remember, we call it history, the Bible calls it prophecy. I'm going to show you history in the Bible about the so-called white man. Watch this. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, Whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord, of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down. This is how you know black God is a black man. Because only black folks talk like that. He says, look, when you look at the Greco-Roman <laughs> Empire, right? Yeah. They're going to build their facilities. They're going to build their kingdom. They're going to build all their stuff on this earth. But guess what? I'm about to throw it down. I will throw down. That means when Christ comes on the scene, it's not going to be kumbaya. No, sir. Watch what he says, right? 
He says, and they shall call them. Meaning once you're able to identify who Esau is, you're going to say, we're going to call them, meaning not an individual, not a person, not a baby, not a woman, not a, not a single man, but the whole entire group. It says the, the border of wickedness. And the people, meaning the race, against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. Forever. I'm literally reading out the Bible that God don't like them. God, God says, I have indignation. You know what indignation means? He's mad. He, he don't like what they're doing. Watch That's correct. This. Going back. That's correct. Going hold, back it, hold, it, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. So, I know so, I'm going in. <laughs> no, 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 I love it. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's, here's, I'm just listening to you. And of course, these conversations have been had, you know, for a number of years. It's just, mm-hmm. as I'm thinking, I'm, I'm listening to some of the listeners, right? And I'm, I'm just kind of projecting and putting myself in, in, in the shoe of, of some of the listeners when they actually hear this, this broadcast, this episode. Well, isn't mm-hmm. that reverse racism? Isn't that isn't that saying you know that you are trying to persecute white folks? Isn't that saying that you know um, now here's here come black folks trying to take a superiority um, uh, stance and say that that they're now better than everybody else? So you know, I I just want you to kind of touch on that because here's the thing: a lot of us, even even our people, are still in the mindset. Mm-hmm of thinking that that has to do more so with the flesh than anything else. No, mm-hmm. we're, we're not dealing necessarily with the flesh. We are dealing with something that is inside that flesh, though, a teaching mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. that flesh, right? And uh, you're talking about historical accounts that these people mm-hmm. cannot get away from, right? They wrote, exactly. they wrote their own writing of what, of what they have done across the globe to the darker people on the planet. They wrote that down. They have their own historical accounts of everything that they've literally done to every single mm-hmm. black person, indigenous person, Latino person on the earth. So now mm-hmm. I just want whoever's going to listen to this to get it out of your mind that we're talking about racism or we're talking about hatred. We're not, we're not talking about any of that, but what brother Levi is doing is breaking it down scripturally and lining it up historically and giving you the context in which you can say, wait a minute, because because well, I I don't I don't want nobody listening to this and saying, well, this 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 is just blatant racism, and I get it. It's it's kind of a way a lot of us have been indoctrinated with religion. Right, right. You said the word right there, indoctrination. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go, go, exactly. go, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. You you said it right there. Right there is the indoctrination exactly. Because when you look at them, you say, how can they be the wicked of the earth? I look at them and I see Superman. I see Batman. I see the friendly neighborhood of Spider-Man. How can these people give us food? They gave us culture. They gave, they civilized us, you know. How can they be the wicked that the Bible speaks of? Guess what? Remember, I gave the disclaimer. I'm not giving any of my personal feelings, my personal thoughts. I'm literally reading the Bible and matching it up with history. So I'm going to read a Bible verse. Watch this. Job chapter 9, verse 24. The earth, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So now, if I walk on the earth and I say, 
I asked the five-year-old, who is, where is the United Nations headquartered? Oh, it's headquartered in the United States of America. I think it's in New York. Okay. The International Monetary Fund. Who, who runs that? They're going to tell me white people. Oh, okay. The World Bank. Who owns that? They're going to tell me uh, white people, where they give loans to other nations all across the planet. The World Bank, the IMF, right? If I say, okay, when it comes to uh, your your uh, religious institutions, who is running the majority of the religions? Oh, the Roman Catholic Church. Who runs the Catholic Church? Oh, white folks. Oh, okay. Um if I ask who's running the uh, National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches, who are the CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies in the majority? Who are the ones that run the stock markets all throughout the... I'm reading the Bible and asking simple common sense questions. Let me read it again. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. Who's running the world right now? Is it the Chinese? No, it's not. Who's running the world? Is it the Arabs? No, it's not. The Bible says the wicked is ruling the earth today. Watch this. This is how you know they're talking about white folks. Here's the next part of that same verse. It says, he covereth the faces of the judges thereof. So this person, whoever the wicked is, went throughout the earth and covered the face of the judges. Who are the judges? The Israelites of the Bible. You literally have a book in the Bible called the Book of Judges. judges. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who is the ultimate judge of the earth? Jesus the Christ and God the Father. They covered the face of God and made God appear as if he was white. They covered the face of Jesus the Christ from a man that had woolly hair, that lived indigenous, indigenously, not in Europe, but in Africa, they covered his face because Jerusalem is in Northeast Africa. I don't know if anybody looked in the map lately, but that's definitely not Europe. <laughs> that's definitely not Grecian Roman people, okay? They took over our religion, what we call covered is now used in a term called iconoclasm. And let's look up the definition of iconoclasm briefly. Because a lot of people, they're like, iconoclasm? I've never heard that word. That's not a regular Negro word. What the hell is that? <laughs> okay. Iconoclasm. Let's look up iconoclasm definition. All right. Iconoclasm, right? I'm going to look at the second definition. It says, the rejection or destruction of religious images as heretical, the doctrine of iconoclasts. So what does that mean in layman's term? Whitewashing. Whitewashing. What is an example of whitewashing? You have an image called the Black Madonna. Right. That is in the back back, back, you go to the back of the museum, you're going to find it in the back. They're not going to have it at the front. <laughs> you're going to go to the back of the, of the, of the uh, museum and you'll find it all the way in the back where they have something called the Black Madonna that shows a picture 
of Jesus as a child as black and his mama as black. I'm like, hold up. So if his mama black, he was black, then what about his family, his brothers and his sisters? What about his dad? What about his tribe? What about his clan? What about his people? See, common sense goes out the window when it comes to these modern religions because you'll ask five different people, what color is Jesus Christ? One person say, what? One person will say, blonde hair, blue eyes. Another person will say, we don't know what color Jesus was. Another person will say, oh, he's Mediterranean or he's uh, Middle Eastern. Oh, Middle Eastern is a color? Okay. Uh, oh, they'll say, oh, he's olive. Well, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Olive comes in three colors. Green, brown, and black. So hold up. If, if he ain't green, because I know there ain't no green people walking around on the earth. Right. The last time I saw a green person was never, 2000 never. We in 2022, and people saying that Christ was an olive. I ain't seen no green olives. So either he's brown or he's black. Right? But they use all these terms to confuse people. Or, so who has had their face or, covered? Or, or they'll mention, or they'll try to, you know, sway the, 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 this, the, that question in a totally different direction or just deflect altogether and say, well, it doesn't matter what color he, he is. Yeah. But if it doesn't matter oh, what doesn't color. Matter. Yeah, if it doesn't matter what color he is, then why did you paint, why was he painted in the, in the, in the image or the color that he was painted in? But go ahead and continue, brother. You, you are exactly correct. I always say when we get the rebuttal, color doesn't matter. I say, did you vote for Obama? They say, yeah. I say, why do you vote for Obama? Do you know anything about politics? No. Do you know anything about democratic uh, uh, methods? No. Do you know about Republican Party and what their ideas are and their, what they've done for us historically? No. So why'd you vote for Obama? Because he's black. Oh, so it matters when it comes to the president of the United States, but it doesn't matter when it comes to the greatest man ever talked about in history. Color don't matter. You got to be kidding me. Oh, if color doesn't matter, would you drive through a red light at a hundred miles per hour and crash into a uh, uh, <laughs> semi truck? No, I wouldn't do that. Why would I do that? Because color matters. <laughs> it definitely does absolutely yep <laughs> yes sir run through a red light at 100 miles per hour and tell me color doesn't matter because if it's green you can go through it but if it's red you're definitely going to stop if you don't stop what's going to happen you more than likely might die or suffer injury or harm someone else so color does matter so now watch this here's the proof that color does matter when you read in the book of Jeremiah it describes a description of the Jews. And I'm going to go back to the, the previous question afterwards, but I want to make sure that I prove this point. It actually describes what the tribe of Judah, who you so-called black, come from, okay? The lineage that our forefather is, it describes that. Watch. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black. They are black. They are black unto the ground. So someone may say, okay, why is it saying black unto the ground? Well, the reference to look at it, precept upon precept, is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. 
Because Genesis is when God formed the first man on the earth. Genesis is beginning. Watch this. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Right. So whenever you look at, at the ground, it's different shades of the ground, different gradations of ground, from a very light, almost sandy complexion, all the way down to dark, rich, black soil. So we're reading in Jeremiah chapter 14, it says, Judah mourneth, Judah, the tribe of Judah, is where we get the word Jew. Jesus is a Jew. The word Judah means that Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. It says, Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black, they are black, they are black unto the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem is gone up. So if color matters, you better believe color matters. Here's another proof that Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14. For it is evident, for it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. So I asked the question, right? When you go to a courtroom and the courtroom asks you for evidence, right? They're looking for documentation. They're looking for video recordings. They're looking for anything right. that they could prove a point. It says it is obvious that Christ came out of the loins, out, out of the tribal lineage of Judah which tribe Moses never spoke about when I talked about priesthood. But when I'm reading the Bible, it says that the tribe of Judah is black. So somebody say, oh, no, 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 no. White supremacy is controlling my mind. I don't, I don't believe that. That's not real. That's not saying his literal skin was black. You know, it, it's just saying that he was black in his mind. He, he had dark feelings. It, it wasn't his skin. Okay. What? Well, let's look at another verse. Watch this. I know you got another question, but let me let me uh, drop this one verse real quick. Job chapter thirty, verse thirty. It says this: My skin, my skin, my flesh, my epidermis, my complexion, my skin is black upon me. What am I reading? The Bible. What am I reading? The Bible. You have never been taught this. Your whole life, your grandmama, your grandpappy went to church 20, 30, 40 years under indoctrination of white supremacy, and you never read that there's black people in the Bible. They never told you that black history is in the Bible. Right. They just, they just had us thinking we was monkeys swinging off a tree. Yes, sir. That we had no history, that we were nothing, but you are literally God's chosen people. And in order to fix what our ancestors got wrong and to become uh, 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 a great nation again, we must come back to who we truly are by listening to God and being obedient to his rules and regulations, his laws, statutes, and commandments, and faith in the black Messiah. No more white Jesus. No more Christmas. No more Easter. No more New Year's Day. No more pages, no more birthdays, no more foolishness that you were taught through white supremacy. Santa Claus is not in the Bible. Reindeer is not in the Bible. Easter Bunny is not in the Bible. Halloween is not in the Bible. July 4th, 1776, you were still slaves. What the hell black folks and Hispanic folks celebrating European customs for? 
Right. It's beyond reason. So that brings Two us right back. Yeah, go ahead. Go yes. ahead. <laughs> I see you. You you fired up, brother. I, I I see it, man. And most people should be fired up when we're talking about this kind of stuff because it's it's the the information has just really been hidden away from us for so long. You know what I mean? So you got to be fired up and you got to be passionate about this kind of stuff, this, mm-hmm. especially to make it permeate the atmosphere and get into those little areas, those little little, little crevices that you know, that it can enter into, you know, especially for a lot of us as black people, because there's still a lot of us as black people that still are asleep to this information mm-hmm. and re- and outright reject it. Most of it, there's a lot of us that outright reject this information as well. But this, but all of that brings us right back to the original question. Can white mm-hmm. people submit to divine law without the agency of black people? Right. So that brings us right back to that question. Yes. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that, because that's exactly what I was about to get back into. So going back to uh, Psalms chapter 50, right, where it's describing the wicked, right? It says, but unto the wicked, now we know who the wicked is. If you don't know, go to the book of Malachi chapter 1, verse 4. It's mentioning Esau. Esau was Jacob's twin, fraternal twin brother, meaning one Brother came out black, the other came out red, right? There's no such thing as white folks, just like there's no such thing as black folks. We're different shades of brown, and they're different shades of red. From the light, 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 translucent red to the very dark, orangey Donald Trump red, okay? <laughs> so the Bible says, unto the wicked, God said, what hast thou to do to declare my statutes or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing that seeing thou hatest instruction and casteth my words behind thee. So the Bible says that the wicked Esau, right? The forefather of the Greeks, the forefather of the Romans, the forefather of the Rome, of the, uh, Europeans, right? They cast God's words behind them. They hate instruction. Everything that is divine, everything that is holy, everything that is pure within this Bible, they reject. I'll give an example. God has holy days in the Bible. God has what the term holy day is where we get the word holiday from. Remove the I and change it to why, and it's holy day, not holiday. God has holy days in the Bible. What the white man has done was remove the Sabbath day, which is holy, which is Saturday, which is the day today that we're recording this podcast, and changed it and said, you know what? Instead of following after what God says, I am your God now. Listen to me. I'm going to give you Sunday as the holy day of the Lord. And every church accepts it with no scriptural reference. Now, don't get me wrong. You can worship God on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you want to worship God, that's fine. But there's only one day, one day, one day in the Bible that God called holy and set it apart from any other day on the planet. It's in the Ten Commandments. 
remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Why did God write remember? Because during slavery, we were forced to forget. They beat everything out of us. Right. Yes, sir. They removed our identity. They removed our language. They removed our culture. They removed our holy days and said, don't honor God by keeping the Sabbath day holy. Honor me by the God, my God, the God of the sun, the Sunday God, soul invictus, paganism. They literally removed us away from worshiping God and caused us to worship the sun, which is completely contradicting what the Bible says. Completely. That's the first commandment. Have no other gods before me. Honor the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. That's another commandment. Watch this. There's more on this on this chapter. It says, when thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him. God is literally, right, going and giving you a description of the characteristics of how Caucasians in leadership positions, how they conduct themselves. It says, mm. when thou sawest a thief, when you saw someone that stole land, property, people, you consented with them and has been partakers with adulterers. So when America established itself, they didn't get it by voting. When Canada established itself, they didn't get it by voting. They had to have three uh, global powers fighting. We learned this in history, right? Three global powers fighting against each other, three empires to try to gain dominance over this land that was already owned by our ancestors. That's correct. The French, the Spanish, the English, these three empires fought over this land. And while they were doing that, right, they were stealing people, stealing resources, stealing gold, stealing jewels, right? Building foundations and structures on our blood killing the Native Americans in the millions, approximately 77 to 100 million Native Americans killed, murdered, slaughtered, tortured, gone, vanished in the blink of an eye. Right. They didn't, they Thanos snapped. They Thanos snapped. And that's, that's a Marvel reference for all that. I love, they Thanos snapped. You understand? Right, right. And killed Millions of people. And guess what? There is no statute of limitations on genocide. They ain't going to get away with it. Oh, God no, got the number. No, sir. Right. God exactly. got the number. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? I know I'm being long-winded, but I want to make sure that I emphasize some of these things because a lot of times this information just goes over our head. You're just like, oh, do you have a personal feeling against what they did or are you? Do you not like them? Are they not nice to you? What happened? No, it's nothing to do with my personal feelings. I talk about history, and I'm very passionate about it because I want our listeners to understand the magnitude of this global Holocaust that happened to Blacks, Hispanics, or Native Americans. When, when they talk about the Jewish Holocaust, everybody goes, oh, I'm sorry for white people. That was a fresh time. 
by uh, uh, Adolf Hitler. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. Okay, that's six million people. How does six million people compare to 200 million people? How does six million people compare to the global atrocities that have happened across the earth due to the Edomites being in power, due to the Greco-Romans and their descendants? And not only that, not only that, really quickly, not only that, mm-hmm. the fact the fact that there has been no justice, no uh restitution nothing of repair that has come about as a as a result of those events that's the other thing too so it's just not the fact that yes uh a lot of events that happen in um you know in the world are, are mm-hmm. event, those events pale in comparison to the event that happened with black people in the transatlantic slave trade but on top of mm-hmm. that there has not been any repair for that for those events, there's been nothing to 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 give justice to what happened and the descendants of those that are now in this country. So so again, so that's that's double duty. That's that's pain upon top of pain upon top of trauma mm-hmm. on top of trauma because there has not been any kind of restitution, any repair, any kind of justice whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's also what uh, you know we're dealing with. But go ahead, brother. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. The only justice that we have comes from God. The only justice that we have. Listen, these people are so powerful now. They've gotten to the level that it only takes a God to come down and, and, and deal with them. Yes, sir. There's yes, no sir. political party. There's no Black Panther garbage. None of that stuff is going to resolve anything. We tried their religion. We tried picking up guns. We tried all of that stuff. Everything under the sun, we tried already. Your only salvation now is Jesus the Christ, the Black Messiah. God is showing you their wickedness on such a high level that all you can do now is call out to Him and say, God, I need your help because no matter what we do, it's not working. It's not working. So now, I have a book. I like history. And a lot of times people say, oh, what you're saying is just words. They're just rhetoric, right? I like to back up what I say with the Bible and with historical books. That way, when you get the information as a listener, you can put your critical thinking cap on and say, hold up. When the Bible says that these people that the Bible calls wicked, describing them as thieves, as liars, as adulterers, as murderers, you know, what is the historical reference that I can look at? All right, so I have a book called Land of Hypocrisy by Kenny Anderson. This was written by a white boy, right? He's telling you of the history that his own people have done on the earth. Now, this book was so controversial (laughs) that it was written in printed in Canada. They didn't print it in the United States. <laughs> they printed it in Africa. I'm sorry, they printed it in Canada. Okay? So now watch this. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of quotes from it, right? It says, this is the dedication portion. It says, this is dedicated to the children, women, and men who have been killed, raped, tortured, 
robbed, exiled, enslaved, wrongfully imprisoned, injured, and or exploited by the United States of America. Hmm. Impactful. Amazing. Yes. So now, here's a section out of the area called America's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Think wow. about it. You know, you listen to, you listen to uh, uh, an album from like Biggie Smalls or Tupac or some prominent mu- musician that you know. It's called The Greatest Hits. So this dude has a section called <laughs> America's Greatest Hits. It says, astonishingly, many Americans seem to be completely unaware of many of the atrocities committed by their own country. Let me read it again. Astonishingly, many Americans seem to be completely unaware of many of the atrocities committed by their own country country. Ripping off the blindfold, the following contains a partial list of the death toll that American militarism and intervention has caused in the world during recent history. Most of the listings are within the past 60 years. Now, this book was produced around 2003. So he's just covering the last 60 years. He's not even going into slavery and all that. He's just saying within the last 60 years. Right. It says, the facts of this list will be expanded upon in following sections. Additional interventions will also be presented by the following sections. So now, I'm just going to read off the list, the short list of what they have done. Three million, this is a partial list, three million Vietnamese murdered over the course of about 30 years of U.S. aggression. Well over 300,000 Japanese massacred when the United States raided Tokyo and dropped nuclear bombs on the urban civilian areas of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes. 600,000 civilians were killed in Cambodia by U.S. bombing between 1969 and 1975. Over 500,000 people killed in Laos when from 
Up to 4,500,000 Koreans were killed from 1951 to 1953 during America's massive slaughter in the Korean War. 200,000 were murdered when the Philippines were conquered by the American forces. This took place just over 100 years ago. 23,000 people were slaughtered in Taiwan by U.S.-backed, trained, equipped, and fund forces of Chiang's Nationalist Army during the late 1940s. 700,000 Indonesian, mostly landless peasants, were murdered in 1965 when the U.S. armed and supported General Suharto. 200,000 were slaughtered in East Timor in 1975 by General Suharto with U.S. support. 750,000 civilians were driven from their homes in East Timor by Indonesian forces in 1999, and one and, and 10,000 were killed. So think about that. While people were going to say, we going to party like it's 1999, these niggas was over here killing for <laughs> Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Over 1,700,000 Iraqis have been killed by U.S. bombings and sanctions, mostly women and children. Now think about this for a second. People don't talk about the fact that blacks and Hispanics were scattered all throughout the earth. A lot of black folks that live in Iraq, they call them Afro-Iraqi. Those were blacks that were taken into slavery on slave ships. Those are Israelites. They have people that are called Afro-Pakistani, right? I mean, they're not of Arab descent, right? But they're forced and indoctrinated into Muslim religions, into the Muslim faith, just like we were in America, forced into Christianity, and they're affected by Arab supremacy, just like we're affected by white supremacy. They were impacted by the war that happened in Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, Turkey, and all these other places. This was a short list. I just read uh, page six. I didn't even go to page uh, seven, page eight, and the rest of it. I don't, you know, for, for time's sake, I'm, I'm trying to keep it short. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So, all of this proves what we're reading out of the Bible. It says, when thou sawest a thief, going back to the Bible, Psalms chapter 15, verse 18, it says, when thou sawest a thief, then thou consensus with him, and has been partakers with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil. What does that mean? They use their media for propaganda and indoctrination. They use their religions. They use their science. They use biology. They use uh, uh, every aspect of eugenics to brainwash the world. Their mouth, the mouth of America is its media. They repeat the same thing over and over and over and over yes. to indoctrinate people into evil. Think about it. 60, 70 years ago, people wasn't accepting homosexuality. Now America is going over the countries and saying, I'm not going to give you a loan if you don't accept homosexuality in your country. That's Think correct. about it. Exploiting in Nigeria, them. for example. Yeah, exploiting them. Nigeria had an issue with Boko Haram, right? America said, under Obama now, <laughs> America said, hey, you know what? We're going to help you all out, but if you do, you're going to have to pass laws accepting same-sex marriage. And, and hold up, wait a minute. I thought you was a Christian nation. I, God bless America. I thought you were saying that you, you base your beliefs on the Bible. No, they're not. They don't do that. They are the wicked the Bible speaks of. This is the Antichrist of the Bible that people still looking for. Right, right. Still searching.
You understand what I'm saying? People like, oh, the Antichrist is this one man that's going to come and, you know, he's going to trick us. And gonna, you already been tricked. You already been deceived. Yes, Jesus sir. already said it. Look, let's look at Matthew. Let's, let's go into what Christ said, because my words don't mean nothing. Let's go to what the black Messiah said. God. Let's see what he said, right? Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4. And Jesus answered and said, what am I reading? The words of Jesus the Christ. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. So he said, there is a particular man, a group of men, a particular race of men that are going to walk on the earth for the sole purpose of deception, whose mouth is full of evil, propaganda, lies. They're going to trick you. Malcolm X tried to, tried to warn us before he was assassinated. He tried to warn us. He said, you have been tricked. You have been bamboozled. Who taught you to hate yourself? Who taught you that Christ was white? Who taught you that God was white? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate who you are? Who told you that Jesus Christ was white? I'm reading out of the Bible. It says, take heed that no man deceive you. For many, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. When you look at modern Christianity, it's in the billions of believers. And out of those billions of believers, you ask them, what does Jesus look like? They say, what? And you ask them, hold on, is there any Bible verse that you have to substantiate that claim? Are there any uh, historical references that you can give me? No. My pastor just gave me this picture by Leonardo da Vinci. That was in the 1400s during the Renaissance when the white man kicked the black Jews and Moors out of Spain, out of Portugal, out of Europe, pushing and kicked them back to the west coast of Africa, put them on slave ships, brought them to Brazil, brought them to Hispaniola, brought them to America, deceived them and tricked them, forced them not to be able to read or write, and told them, guess what? No longer will you call yourself a Jew. You are a Negro. You are black. You are Hispanic. You're property of Spain. You're Haitian. You're Jamaican. You're Trinidadian and Tobago, right? You're tobacco. <laughs> You're Panamanian. That's what they did. Right. That's what they did. Historically speaking, during the time of the Renaissance, the Caucasian races by, by, by the Catholic Church forced us into slavery. They passed laws called papal bulls condemning the Jews and infidels into perpetual slavery. That's what they did. They said if a, Jew, if a black Jew wanted to keep God's laws, we were going to call you a Judaizer, and we're going to kill you during the Spanish Inquisition. And if you did not convert to modern Christianity, not the Christianity of the Bible, mm -hmm. not God's laws, not the way of the Lord, but in white supremacy, we're going to 
take y'all and make y'all slaves. But guess what? Now let's go into solutions because you ask the question, are they going to submit into divine law? Let's answer that. Let's answer that. Go ahead. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 10. Remember, there is no statutes of limitations on genocide. Right? Jesus the Christ is literally the man that's going to give judgment on the earth. But when he comes to bring judgment on the earth, it's not going to be a hugs and kisses. He's not going to meet you like a man. He's going to meet you like a God. Right. That's what they're going to do. He's going to meet you like a And what does God do? God passes judgment. This is why Donald Trump and them said, you know what? Let's just release information telling the people now that, yeah, there's a such thing as aliens. Um, but we're not going to tell them that the aliens are black. We're not going to tell them that the angels are black. We're just going to say, um, we're going to create a military called the Space Force, and we're going to go to war and create military dominance in space. What are they preparing for? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Watch this. They're preparing for all-out war. Revelation chapter 19. Jesus is going to come down. When Jesus comes down, like we read in the book of Malachi, I will throw down. That's what God said, a black man. I will throw down. Revelation chapter 19. It says this. Verse 10. John is saying, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou doest not, doest it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So whenever we're reading the Bible and we're teaching the truth, that's the spirit of prophecy. Right now, you're listening to this podcast, All Things Black. We're bringing it to you the truth, and we're prophesying of what's going to happen in the future. Watch this. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he does judge and make War. Make war. Now, who is this talking about? Let's read on. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was like, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his and his name is called the Word of God. So who is this talking about? This is talking about Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ is coming out from outer space into the heavens, right? Because he said, I look to heaven, and the man came, and this man is coming to go to war. Go to war. To, to do what? To save his people. Watch this. Because people are like, oh, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved out of, saved from what? Saved from what? When you say that you're saved, that means you're delivered. When a person is saved, they're saved from in, impending doom and danger. They're saved from destruction. Right. Right? For example, right? I'll give, I'll give you a quick, quick example. If I was a firefighter, right? Right? 
and there's a fire. Would I go and call the mayor and say, hey, mayor, can you fight this fire for me? No, because that's not the mayor's job. That's not his purpose. Would I call a police officer or an EMT or uh, a Negro that works at Walmart and say, hey, uh, would you come in? If No, you're going to go to the firefighter because his job, his purpose is to fight fires. So now why is Jesus going to war? His purpose is for the salvation of the 12 tribes of Israel. All you blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans have suffered from oppression, have suffered from colonization, have suffered from slavery, have suffered from George Floyd, have suffered from coronavirus, that's pushed by the same people. He is going to save you from your enemy, not your friend. Your friendly neighborhood white man is not your friend. He's going to save you from your enemy. Watch this. Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, of Israel, for he has redeemed, I'm sorry, for he has visited and redeemed his people. That's specific. His people, like, that's his wallet, his shoes, his, that's not talking about everybody on the face of the earth. That's right. That's singular. You see what I'm saying? Then it says, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us. So salvation is not for all the nations of the earth. Salvation is for us. Who? The 12 tribes of Israel, the lost tribes of Israel. In the house of, sir, uh, I'm sorry, in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. So since the world was created, the whole entire planet was made for the 12 tribes of Israel. There, was, there has always been a caste system. We have been on the bottom of society, and under the black Messiah, we will be restored to our rightful place as a nation of priests and, 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 and kings. When you read about king of kings, who's the of kings? That's us. Lord of lords. Who's the of lords? That's us. Christ is the head honcho, and those that follow his law, statutes, and commandments will be established as his leaders. Right. Watch this. It says, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. So Adam knew about this. Enoch knew about this. Noah knew about this. Moses knew about this. Elijah knew about this. King David knew about this. Jeremiah spoke about this. Isaiah spoke about this. Malachi, Obadiah, Haggai, all these black prophets knew. All these seers, all these sages knew that there was going to be a redemption to come in the last days. Watch this. Then it says that we, that we should be saved. This is the salvation that the Bible is talking about, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Who hates black people more than the so-called Caucasian races? No one. They are the head honchos. They are the leader of the hate campaign against Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. When you look at all the other nations of the earth, they imitate and mimic white supremacy. That is correct. The, the head of the United Nations, Rund 
by Caucasians. It's in America. Every, every nation on the planet follows after the dictates of the United States. America say, hey, all y'all got to get some, some jabs in your arm? Everybody's like, okay. America says, hey, all y'all, stop trading with uh, 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 Korea or Russia or whatever. Stop trading with Haiti. That's the first black nation that uh, free themselves. We don't want these Negroes to ever rise up. If they come to our country, kick them out, like they did in Texas a couple of months ago. Like they assassinated their president in the month of June. What you talking about Happy New Year? It's 2020, and you ain't look at 2021 to see what the hell America did? Man. They murdered a black president, and you talking about Happy New Year. Happy for what? You damn dummy. Happy for what? <laughs> you, 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 te- you know, you, you teach it. Question, bro. Yeah, you teach it. Think about this. Think about this, Darren. Think about this, bro. If, if Obama was assassinated and a foreign power like, say, Russia or something had something to do with it, America would be up in arms. That is correct. America would be like, what the hell? No, I don't care if he's black. You're not going to come to my country and assassinate my president and, then, and think we're going to be cool. But guess what? America goes and assassinates either directly or indirectly black presidents like Mo, Mar, uh, like Gaddafi, right? Yep. yep. Gaddafi mysteriously dies like the president of Tanzania. Oh, we don't want COVID, COVID injections around here. M- miraculously dies. Oh, he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a heart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Haiti. Y'all don't want to give us no vaccines over there? Oh, okay. Uh, America, let's go ahead and uh, sprinkle a little bit of DEA over there. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. There was videos that came up on social media of people shouting DEA, DEA, when it was running up in Haiti and assassinating the president. Mm. But they don't put that out there on CNN. They don't put that out there on uh, on uh, MSNBC and all of that. Why? Because their mouth is prone to speak evil. They'll assassinate the president of the, of the first black country to set itself free from slavery, Haiti, and then turn around the next month, in the month from August to, to September, the next month, they're like, oh, Haiti is full of violence. It's the poorest nation on the earth. It's so evil and bad. They kidnapped some missionaries. Oh, bad Haitians, bad people. Naughty, naughty. Well, hold on. Y'all, y'all assassinated their president. Y'all send pedophile priests and pedophile missionaries that come and indoctrinate the people with white supremacy, kidnap the kids during the earthquake. I'm speaking facts. I'm speaking facts. And then turn around and be like, God bless America. You can't make this up. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. Not not one bit. You see what but, I'm saying? So now, I know I'm wrong with it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean definitely, man. I mean the long windedness, it is what it is, especially when you're spitting, you know, some some factual information and uh at the same time, you know, trying to uh, you know, lift somebody else up. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's mm-hmm. what this conversation is really about, to open the eyes of those that might not have their eyes open to certain things or might not be tuned in a way 
that you can pick up those certain frequencies that are coming out of your mouth and other people's mouths that are putting this out into the into, in, into the atmosphere. But I was just going to say we are we are at that at that time frame. I know there's much more to be said. I'd love to invite you back mm-hmm. on the show to con- kind of continue mm-hmm. this conversation and uh, I'll let you have the stage to talk a little bit more in depth, especially about the book that you just read from, that multiple books that you mm-hmm. actually mentioned, but definitely that book and then tie that back again into what we were kind of talking about here. But but yes, sir. So we're definitely at, at, that, at that time frame. I hate to cut it, man. I did to be totally out of it. Was no, so worries, much. no worries. I just yeah, want to drop one last Bible verse go, go ahead. to completely answer your question of the solution of what Christ is going to do. That way, if anybody is confused on to what the future is going to hold, they can have assurance that God is going to save us and know that those that have uh, uh, done evil to us will receive the grand payback from God himself, all right? Just one last verse. Go ahead, Revelation chapter 13, verse 9 and 10. It says, if any man has an ear, let him hear. So if you have listening skills, listen to what Jesus says. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So in conclusion, the Bible says that those that led Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans into slavery, the end result is that when Jesus Christ comes back, they are going to go into the same, into captivity. Activity, slavery. Then it says, those that kill with the sword, meaning war, bloodshed, military intervention, gun violence, police brutality, those that have done this with the sword must be killed with the sword. You have to have patience that God will deliver on his promise. You have to have faith that God will deliver on these words. You have to have faith that the Bible is a true book. We prove that slavery proves black history, and it's written in the Bible. You have to have faith that Jesus Christ is a black man, and he will come and deliver us from all our oppression. This is the good news. This is the gospel that has been missing throughout the ages. And with that, I say shalom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm definitely happy that you showed up, you know, and you accepted the invite to come on my show and talk about the myriad of, of, of um, you know, uh, information that you put forth uh, in this episode. So I'm, so I'm definitely grateful uh, at the fact that you would, you know, grace my show to be able to do something like that. Yes, this has been another episode of the All Things Black Podcast. I've been your host, Mr. Black Ovation. I have had, or I do have, on this show, on this particular episode, F.E.L. Levi, who is the host and producer of the Forefront uh, Express Radio, or, again, uh, podcast, which you can hear on any streaming platform uh, currently. And you can find uh, Brother Levi on Instagram, at the Forefront Express, and of course, make sure that you support him 
and his efforts to deliver this information to uh, the um, lost tribes of, of Israel, because yes, this information is needed. As a matter of fact, let me let me let me state this more than anything else. There's so many people out there talking about different things, um, and I'm not going to devalue these different things, like you know how to get money, how to do X, Y, and Z, and blah blah blah. But I think the most important conversations that need to be had right about now are these conversations, because again, as this thing continues to fall, and it is falling, I'm talking about this system of things, this current system of things, as this continues to fall, and you don't have a knowledge of what is actually going on, you're going to be really, really left in the lurch to try to figure out what the hell is happening. But when you have individuals like Brother Levi and those other ones that are out there doing the same thing, they're trying to get you a foothold into, and you know, clearly they're trying to give you clear evidence as to what's occurring right now as we speak. So again, as this thing continues to fall, this system of things, you're going to have to find a way to try to line up the best way you can with the new system that is literally coming in right before our eyes. Don't hold on to what's, what's, what's leaving. Don't do not try to try to prop this thing up because this thing is collapsing in any day now. It's going to fully collapse. So I just want to kind of put that out there. And Brother Levi, uh, before you go, is there any parting words, anything else that we um, that you want to tell the listeners before you actually go? And is, is there any other social media platform that you want the listeners to know where they can contact you? Yes, you can reach me at the Forefront Express on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. The page is The Forefront Media. The website is anchor.fm slash The Forefront to listen to the podcast. Type this, The Forefront on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, and other platforms. Just type The Forefront. You should be able to uh, find it. Uh, we was a part of the uh, 30-day content creators of colors that we all collaborated on. Um, so be sure to check that out also on um, uh, streaming platforms with a lot of great people that we've encountered over the past couple of months. Um, just wanted to thank you and show my appreciation for the invite. You know, we chopped it up briefly a couple of times, but I'm, I'm happy to see that you have invested interest in your people and in you know, uh, instructing our people in how to better themselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and in all aspects. And if any listener is hearing the sound of my voice, Christ is black. He is the black Messiah. We are the 12 tribes of Israel. No longer call yourself African-American or black or Negro. That's slave terms. We are God's chosen people. Stay blessed and read your Bible. Dust it off. <laughs> uh, if coronavirus didn't teach you anything, you better sit your ass down and read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, again, this has been another episode under the belt. Um, this has been the All Things Black Podcast. Make sure you like, share, rate, comment, donate to this program. We want to bring more people like Brother Levi on the show to have these types of conversations. This is not a comedy podcast. This is not a reality show podcast. It's none of that. Uh, this podcast is dedicated to helping to tell black stories, of which Brother Levi, you know, put it out there. He told a black story straight from the Bible, straight from the scripture itself, which is our history and also prophecy. So he laid that out perfectly. 
And again, if you want to hear more content like this, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, put the word out there, get other people in tuned and involved with this conversation. Thank you again. Thank you again. Thank you again. Radio Chuck.